welcome to Swapping Joysticks. It is Monday the 26th of June, 2023. I'm your host, Biggest Benis. Otherwise no, just call me Ben. And I am joined as always by the one, the only, Eurogamer's very own, Ed Nightingale. Hello. We are audio only now. Yes, this, this is, is nice. It means we can wear whatever we want and sit in the dark. Exactly. We're sitting in the dark, <laughs> wearing what... Yeah, wearing absolutely nothing. It, I mean, we're definitely wearing clothes. Yeah. Um, Put your hand off that. And it, take, shut up. Take your it, hand off it. It is too hot at the moment to be doing anything, especially yeah. on stream with a computer going and lights and everything else. Yeah, my It's quite st- nice to sit in the dark and it's a bit cooler. Yeah, I've just got my glasses on so I don't need to like strain my eyes. I um, Yeah, I'm enjoying kind of just chilling and doing very little. In fact, yeah, today's stream I cut short by two hours. Just two it was hours? Two hours. I was just... How lazy of you. I was melting and I was dying a little bit. I was melting and it sapped my energy and uh, yeah. but Also, when you say today's stream, you mean yesterday's stream? I mean yesterday's stream, yes. Because today it, is definitely Monday and we're not recording on a Sunday night. To be honest, how, you know, with the amount of Final Fantasy talk we're going to have, it might end up being Monday by the time this finishes. Wow. <laughs> it won't be. Uh, <laughs> no, I've got a lot of things to do before going to bed. Um, yes, but yeah, it's been quite a busy week. How's your week been? It's been all right. It's been all right. Um, we're going to get to, uh, I guess, our thoughts on Final Fantasy, but it's definitely been a week of Final Fantasy. There is <clears throat> there is a lot of discourse going around. There are a lot of opinions going around. And uh, for me, it's making social media not a very fun place to be. I'll be I honest. mean, that is, yeah, that's social media for you. Yeah. I mean, my, my social media is obviously a lot of games because I work in the games industry. So, you know, a lot of my, uh, the people I follow um, and just, you know, the, the algorithm is giving me a lot of gaming stuff. So whenever yeah. I go on Twitter, it's basically work and there is no getting away from it. So this weekend I have said to myself, right, I am not going to go on Twitter. And I have checked a couple of times, um, but mostly not. So yeah. I've done better. And I actually, do you know what? I'm in a better mood today because I didn't go on Twitter. So I yeah. think that's a good thing. I feel like I should probably do that. It would definitely, I definitely benefit, I think, from uh, like, yeah, not looking at social media at the weekend. Maybe I should do. Maybe I should like turn off Twitter or at least maybe like turn off alerts or turn off notifications. You have Twitter notifications on? Of course I do. Oh no. And then maybe turn I that off immediately. Yeah. The worst thing is on Twitter, like the For You page and the following page is inter- is like completely different for me. So the following page is full of people who support Pride. And because I obviously, you know, support LGBT rights, especially the T. And because I, people who I follow often post things about like the transphobia that they're experiencing or that they're seeing, my, for some reason, the Twitter algorithm slash the Twitter algorithm says, oh, transphobia, here's some transphobia. Here you go. Here's somebody that's written something awful. And here's, you know, Davina McCall deciding to come out as... I cannot believe that. Kind Big of, Brother's I'm, Finest is a yeah. turf. I need to go and... How very dare well, she. Yeah, she decided... She said, in fact, I'm going to go and find it right now. And Did I'll, you ever watch Street Mate? No, was it called Street Mate? but I have seen clips from this. That show was so, so good. Basically, if, if you're not in the UK, Street Mate was... Um, Davina McCall uh, was the presenter. And it's where she got her start. And she would basically run through the streets of whatever city, finding someone who was single and be like, do you want to go on a date? And then she'd run around and find them uh, a date and then they'd go on a date together. It was a dating show. Um, but she was just like really charismatic as a presenter. Everybody loved her. And from there, she went on to then present Big Brother 
in the UK. So everybody loves her because she's this awesome presenter. And now she's a turd. She's deleted her tweet. <gasps> <laughs> she has deleted Good. it. So maybe... But it's like that podcast has been out for a few months now. It's the, the Witch Trails of J.K. Rowling. And it's been out for, yeah, it's been out for quite some time. So it's like she's obviously got maybe friends who are, you know, into this turf business and have gone and showed her this. Hey, you need, really need to listen to this. And she's had to listen to it. And I'm sure it sounds all fine, you know, if, you, if you're just reading it in a vacuum and you're not realizing all the other stuff that goes on. If nobody has any idea what J.K. Rowling's views are or anything like that and you listen to that, you might be like, I don't know what it's like, but I imagine people will be quite sympathetic because it's in a complete vacuum. You're not seeing actually all the stuff and the hate that her and her cronies end up spewing out at trans people. So well, I, I imagine has... that's, I imagine it's a very ill-informed, you know, it, there are a few people and you see them on Twitter, these celebrities, they go and they get into this, but or they, they go and retweet. Somebody says, do you, uh, do you think women's rights are important? Yes. And then that's like, that's it. They, they haven't, they haven't been following the, uh, you know, the hate campaign that's, primarily on Twitter. Well, has she deleted it because she's seen the error of her ways or has she deleted it because she's now received a lot of hate and can't deal with it? And, oh, guess what? That's what a lot of LGBT plus people receive every day. So, yeah. tough shit, love. Yeah. Will there be... Maybe the agent called tonight was like, just delete it now, we'll put something out in the morning. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, also, you remind me that I always forget that there's the for you and the following yeah. on feeds on Twitter because it defaults to the for you. For you yeah it defaults to that um and i always forget to like flip over to the other one and i just start scrolling and then it's just hell yeah and i just keep forgetting to to actually switch over to the other one and be like oh no these are the people i actually like yeah. this is what i should be reading when you start looking you're like oh this is just a load of bait i'm like oh yeah i'm on the following page yeah and it's the one it's the stuff that's got the most reactions from it because it's the most extreme so like the yeah the for you page is kind of extreme your people might your your people your the people that you follow might be responding to it because it's just full of hate or it's because of it's a ridiculous out a ridiculous take yeah whereas the following page oh so much drama free and in fact when i'm on uh on twitter now on my um i've got it as a google pro uh google um chrome plugin uh it gets rid of the for you page it gets rid of the trending topics um and it's just your feed and it's great that's nice. Really to look into that. Yeah, it's a very, very good uh, plugin. But you go in there and I spend like two minutes on it and go, huh, bit yeah, and then move on. And that's that's what Twitter should be like. But instead, I, they're like, hmm, do you want to hear some bait? Hey, look at these terrible takes that people have made. I mean, not to just sit and bitch about social media for like the next hour, please. But um, you know how like kids these days, I oh, think, need to be kids these, kids these days. Um, they don't they, know how okay they've got it. No, no, no. As in, like, they, I think in schools, are, well, if they're not, they should be, taught, like, healthy social media use. Yes. Um, I feel like that's something that our generation has just had to get to grips with. And we haven't. And I don't hence, think we have. Hence what's <laughs> happening now. Like, the people that go down, like, honestly, though, I remember when um, Sarah Palin was the VP nominee for with John McCain back in the day. And she, they were like, oh my God, she is nuts. She's absolute batshit crazy. She is in the Tea Party, or at least she supported the Tea Party in America. Now, the Tea Party, they were the, ex, like, the right-wing part of right, the Republicans. Right. But they were nothing like the one there. Like the ones now are kind of make the Tea Party as kind of like, you know, middle of the road centrists. 
Because the Tea Party people, like, they didn't have anti-vaxxers. I remember when being anti-vax was a, like, oh, you you know, you wear your tinfoil hat, you believe in aliens and you're anti-vax and the government's got these, you know, the, what they call the planes, the vapor trails over uh, chemtrails and all that stuff. Those type of things. Now, some reason being anti-vaccine that they're all bugging you with like uh, 5G masts and all the trans people are trying to take away all the women's rights. It's like these... We these extreme views just have become mainstream, and I don't know if it's because a mix of lockdown and a mix of everybody being kind of in one hive mind, but all social media where they have just attracted people who have got this one extreme view together, and they've built it up and up and up, and people have just fallen down rabbit holes. Yeah, totally. There you go. Sorry, totally. That's my rant. That's my politics rant. Welcome to Ben's politics corner. Well, I was going to say before we get too existential, maybe we should talk about some video games. Oh, at least video games don't have any politics in them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's not start that. Ah, oh, but yeah, we've ha- we have been playing quite a few video games. Well, we haven't. No, we've we both haven't. played one. I have played. Okay, tell us about Sea of Thieves. Then come on, three games. Oh, okay. Uh, so I played some Sea of Thieves. That was fun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to bother you, Sea of Thieves. I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, although I didn't enjoy it as much today. I was getting griefed. Uh, I was on and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to play well, on my own. I was, I, I was, I was lurking Uh-oh. as I often do in your streams. Thank you. Um, and it looked like somebody stole your ship and then you joined them and then you were playing music together. And I'm like, why would you not shoot them and take your ship back? Because there were four of them and I was one and I would have died immediately. But what they were doing is they, so I went uh, to a an island with my treasure map and I, just on my own, on my little sloop, which is my kind of one person ship, went and found some treasure, dug it up. And when I dug it up, I, as I was going back to my ship, I noticed there was a big ship and the big ship has got four people on them. Um, or I think it's three or four, but th- there were four. And as I was going, and I'm like, oh dear. So I kind of hid behind a rock for a little bit. And then saw them turn around and start going. I think they they shot one cannonball at my ship, but it only hit the mast. So it wasn't like sinking. And by the time they'd moved around, I went back into my ship, put my uh, treasure chest there, and then went to sail to the harbor, to the uh, outpost where you can go and sell it. It would have, it, it, I did end up selling in it. Cost like, and it gave me like 2000 gold, which is very little. Um, compared to what you can in uh, what you can get. But anyway, as I was going to the outpost, I that other ship suddenly turned around. It saw that I'd started moving again and was coming after me. But also in the distance were two other ships fighting, but two sloops, two small ones. Um, but anyway, I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to that outpost because that's where they were fighting. So I went to another one. And by the time I went to the other one, that big ship uh, with the four people in was still following me uh, right behind me. So I went to the outpost, sold my treasure quite quickly. And as I went back, I as I went back to my ship, I, one of the people had, or I don't know how many of them, had stolen my ship. So it started like sailing away with it. How dare. But they'd left their ship completely un- attended, unmanned. unmanned. So I went on there. Um, so you stole their ship? So I then stole their ship and then started driving it, but I started sailing it and ended up sailing it into my own ship. Um, so I was then, and then one of their crewmates came and joined me, but didn't kill me. So we just played a little bit of music. Uh, and then after a bit, I'm like, well, I want to get my ship back. So I went off it. And then when I went onto my, so I jumped off the big ship, found mine, managed to get onto mine. Uh, oh no, I died. So then I popped up on the ship. Um, and as soon as I got there, he like you, somebody threw firebombs at me that was on my ship. Um, and I was kind of 
Yeah, and then they were there. They went all back onto their big ship, and they were shooting me, and I kept dying, and then I kept spawning because you spawn back on your ship, and then they just kept shooting, and I was. It was just impossible. They were just kind of griefing, kind of just constantly on my ship. So I just they left the session. Like real assholes. That thing is, that's what people like, and it's part of the Sea of Thieves that experience. Not for me. Yeah, no, I'm that's like, not for me. I would have rage quit. One when they took my ship, let alone killing me repeatedly. I really like Sea of Thieves, but I would also potentially enjoy like a single player version of it without offline. Others. Yeah, an offline version yeah. where the other ships you see are, are like AI ships, and you can go and you can go and hunt them down and chase them and shoot them. They're not going to just circle you and throw fire bombs trying to kill you without sinking your ship over and over again. Um, but you just leave the session then. But it's also a bit like I don't know. I kind of was i was very very warm so i was kind of not in the mood for it so i yeah turned it off that's fair yeah i don't understand pirating i really don't but the other game i've been playing is because i know you're going to be talking a lot about final fantasy so i thought i may as well uh have my own uh, little segment here is it marvel snap no formula one 23 f123 oh, okay. played a bit of that um very very briefly i started breaking point which is the career like the story mode in it i was gonna say tell me about that because that's new for this year no and it's not well no it's been in previous years yeah it's the sequel but it wasn't to... in last year's as well I meant. no it's um, um it's the sequel to the one that was in f121 so they brought it back yes is it as good i didn't play the original because oh. i was like i don't want to play that i want to play the career mode i want to play like yeah myself Okay. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into it because I've heard really good things about it. It's really, really good. It's um, it's kind of a mix between Drive to Survive esque, kind of the cameras following them and they're having interviews slash with actual action like a documentary of the track. So I've been of the races. So you go in there and the guy's like, oh yeah. So um, the the car's really good now, but you know it all went wrong last year. It started with Miami, and then in Miami, you're then put into a race, and it's like 16th lap of 22 or something like that, and you're in 18th place, and the objective is to get to 13th. So you've got to get there, and you, by the time you get to the, when you get to 13th, there's like a cutscene that plays. So it's you're not playing; it's not kind of a career mode or you know mm. an actual race. You're you're racing to help the storyline. See, I really like really the good. sound of that. And oh my god, the I know it's all motion capped with real people, but I've never seen re, like enough like more realistic people than in this. And the and the voice acting is fantastic. That's another game this week I played with great voice acting. But like the voice acting is incredible in it. If you don't like Formula One, then you might find it a little bit boring because it is an F one game at the heart of it. But um, there's obviously like a your rival. There's the boss. There's the owner, and there's the agent. There's all these people that kind of. But it's it's a really interesting story to follow. Like from what you've said, it sounds like Drive to Survive the game. Yes, and very that much is the kind of Formula One soap opera that yeah. I'm into. You might want to play F One Twenty One's Breaking Point then, because this is a direct sequel. Mm. So I don't know if you want that, but um, I do think, you own that? Yeah. Oh, okay. You do. Um, I do, but the uh, yeah F One Twenty One that Breaking Point. So I think then you could choose whatever team you were on. Like your, I think the character, it's a bit like the FIFA, because the FIFA has a story mode as well, or it used to. I think it had a trilogy. Um, but you can choose the club, or you can choose the team in the in F1 that you drive for. However, there's a recap in F1 23, and it puts you, I think, in Sauber. 
or Alfa Romeo. I think was it was Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Yeah. So if you were the to play horrible kick sponsoring, uh, yeah, at least they're not in it this time. But yeah, so in F one twenty one, I would probably if you were to do that one, I would play as Alfa Romeo just so it feels a bit more, you know, like it does follow top on. Tip there. Um, and then F one twenty three, however, you are in uh, you're you're playing, which is really interesting because you're playing as a member of a team of a brand new, like a created uh, team, a fictional team that they've just created, uh, which is good because then that kind of. I imagine that they're able to do a lot more with that. Whereas if they were attached to an actual team, then I imagine there's not there's some things that they wouldn't be able to do. Um, yeah. Licensing issues. Licensing, or they wouldn't be able to have the actual, you know, the owner of the team talking. I don't know. I didn't play the F one twenty one whether they had that kind of there was kind of people on there or not. But mm. yeah, I've only I'm only on like the third race of that. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I just did. I think it was the Hungara Ring. Um, I needed to get to sixth place one thing and the first race was a little bit disappointing was okay i needed to get to like i needed to finish higher than 10th or something and i finished third like or, or second no i think it was second by the time i finished no what happened was i went i think no i would no ignore that i was yep. first all right let's get to the story yes i was first so i actually got into the lead and then, spoiler alert, your car breaks down. And then the story after was like, oh, he was getting a few points then. Now that literally was not, he's like, oh, he, he, yeah, he failed. He didn't get any, you know, he ended up DNFing, did not finish, uh, DNFing. Oh, and he was, we were, he had a good chance of getting some points. I'm like, a good chance. I was in the lead. I had like a five second lead. You were too good. Yeah. I wish, and I don't know if there is the possibility at the moment, but I wish there was like a slider of AI difficulty because there used to be like between one and a hundred, you could kind of re like you could adjust the speed of the other of the uh, other cars, so you could find the perfect balance to make it feel realistic but also doable. Doable, yeah. So unfortunately, I couldn't find that. I don't know if it's something that you do in like the main menu outside of all modes or if. I mean, the menus in that game are a bit weird. There are lots and lots and lots it's of menus. It's hard to find things. There are lots of menus. Anyway, that's F123. I'll definitely be playing more of it. That's kind of, you know, after Final Fantasy, it's like a completely different game to uh, get lost in. And I'm, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about Final Fantasy soon, but I am uh, very no, close thinking, to getting a platinum. That's funny because <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm going to go and play something completely different afterwards, like, you know, F1 racing. Whereas I'm like, right. I now want to go and replay every single Final Fantasy game. I also need to finish Zelda. I need to finish Diablo and I need to finish Octopath Traveler 2. So in yeah. short, I'm in RPG mode for the rest of the year. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm going to be... So I'm actually going to restart from um, Final Fantasy 2, which I've been saying what for ages. Like, oh yeah, I've been... You know, I started out. You say it. restart. You played like 55 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I have played under an hour, which, I mean, when you've got all the cheats and, you know, speed up things on, it's a little bit, you know, it's a not nothing, uh, but I can just go and do that again because I've totally forgotten all the story. Mood. Do you then know what it, it needs? It needs an active time law system. It does. It needs, <laughs> uh, I was about to say it needs platinums and trophies, but I think it does have it, doesn't it? On, uh, oh, I think on the PlayStation 1 yeah, does yeah. have it. But go on then. I'm going to let you talk because I've talked so much now and I think it's time that you tell us how Final Fantasy 16 is because we've been playing this for quite a while. Yes, yeah, right. Three, three out of five? <laughs> no. It is... Uh, <laughs> shade. Um, it's very, very good. I 
So, so I was very lucky and and got an early code. I was even luckier because um, I could play it thanks you to stole that. It <laughs> because we share a PlayStation. Um, and um, you've actually finished it already because you we played it very differently. You raced through the main story because you wanted to not be spoiled. Exactly. I hate, hate, hate being spoiled. So I kind of spoiled it for myself by you know mainlining through the main story. And then right now I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of like scooping up everything. In fact, I'm pretty close i think to getting um well the platinum requires you to play through the game on new game plus with final fantasy difficulty which is something that i would spend a long time just really slowly doing whereas i'm the opposite and i have to tick off everything as i go so you get to a point later by the way we're keeping the spoiler free yes Um, we are going to be doing an actual separate spoiler cast where we'll be discussing all the details yeah spoiler Um, cast so that will be coming later in the week um but we'll keep this spoiler free um but essentially the way side quests work is that you get to a certain point in the main quest and then a selection of side quests open and then um when you get to another point in the main quest some more open up around the world um and every time that happens, I have to scoop up all the side quests before I carry on with the main quest. So I've been doing everything as I go. Um, yeah, no. And if you're, you'll be listening to this after Monday, which means I will have finished it. Because after recording this podcast, I'm about to go and do the final mission and finish it. Because I've done all the side quests and all of the hunts. So I am ready. But you haven't done all the trials, though. No, that's, that's a whole other thing. Um, but I, I am I'm going to finish it. Um, I feel like my opinion of it is pretty set at this point. Like I've, I'm, I think 65 hours in at this point. So mm-hmm. I've, I've put a lot of time into this game. Um, I feel pretty, pretty sure about my opinion on it. Um, and like I said, we are, we're going to do a spoiler cast. So we'll talk more then. Um, we're going to do a video as well. Um, so that will be the definitive swap and joysticks opinion. Um, but the shorter version is... It's really fucking good. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of chats in the run-up to release, and this is my fault for writing a preview on it that everyone else went and copied. Um, on oh, what did they what, copy? <laughs> what is the essence of Final Fantasy? What is it? Because everyone has a different opinion on that. Um, and there's a, there's been a lot of debate as to how Final Fantasy this game is. And on the surface, it's a Game of Thrones RPG. It is very Game of Thrones. It's like, very it Game is, of Thrones. Even the map is Game of Thrones. It's like flat with kind of the like the main areas kind of jutting out. Yeah. Jutting um, out. And it's it's a medieval setting, but it's much more grounded. There doesn't seem to be, from the trailers anyway, there's not quite as, as much fantasy elements, but also less of the typical Final Fantasy things. Now, the thing is, once you're playing it, it has all of those things. Like... I'm pretty sure um, Sakaguchi said that the um, the only thing Final Fantasy games have to have is crystals. And there's a lot of crystals in this oh, game. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's got Moogles. It's got Chocobo. It's got Summons. It's got all the, the spell music. names. It's got incredible... It's got the Final Fantasy music. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, without spoiling things, like the structure of it also kind of follows a typical Final Fantasy game. Yeah. So it is very much a Final Fantasy game. And all the people saying, oh, it's not, you are wrong. Yeah. Like, you are point blank wrong. Um, I I would say the RPG elements are light. They are there. Yeah. It's light. They're there more in terms of story than in terms of gameplay. There's not so much character progression. And because you only play as one character, you don't have that party to sort of tinker with and, you know, 
change up their armor and accessories and stuff. Like it's literally just Clive. Mm. Um, so it feels in that sense a bit more streamlined. So it's it's an action game above all else. Yeah. Um, and I think there's been a lot of talk around, well, it doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy game. It doesn't feel like an RPG. It, it doesn't feel like this. And I'm like, well, let's flip that. What is it? It's a really fucking good action game. Yeah. It's got a really fucking good combat system. It's got a really fucking good story. A lot of people don't like... Well, some of the criticism has been that they don't like the story. I personally really like it. It's not oh, the most original, I will It's admit. not, but like the amount of times where I was like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. And oh, and like the amount of oh my God moments and or reveals. For me, it's been really well told, partly in terms of pacing. Some people don't like the pacing. They say it's too slow. I quite like the slower bits crescendoing into these big climactic icon mm. battles i really like that um yes there are some the the sort of second half of the game has been slower um people have said that the side quests are better in the second half are you did you feel that there, there are, are a few some, there are some good side quests later yeah. i was i would say as as the person who has gone through and done the side quests as i've, as I've played i have it, done all the side quests. well you've caught up now yeah. um i didn't actually um so i'm going to do all the side quests in my second playthrough. So I've just gone done them, but like skipped all the cutscenes. So I have no idea what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. There, there are some really good story moments in those that aren't in the main quest that really add to the characterization. So I would absolutely recommend doing as many of the side quests as you can. Um, but I think the, the, the story has been really, really well told. It's also like the cinematography of it is incredible. The cutscenes are so well directed. Oh, yeah. um, the graphics are just something else in the cutscenes. Like, maybe less so in other areas but in the cutscenes at least they are incredible the voice acting is so well done the um, world looks stunning as well like i was in earlier i was playing a game and i was uh, i was playing uh doing a side quest and i was near a castle um no i was in a prison and i was just looking around being like this is in, this looks stunning yeah absolutely and the building like the amount of just like everything is huge there you feel really small and insignificant yeah Especially when it's that the scale overall. Yeah. The, the area, the place that's got like the castle that kind of juts out, that has the, you've seen it, um, it's the one with the crystal behind it, like the big wave mm -hmm. behind it. Like that looks stunning. And it's just wild when you see that like in, in the flesh yeah, or in the game. And I think when all of these good things culminate together, you've got incredible cinematics, really cool combat that feels really satisfying. Everything goes up to these massive, spectacular, iconic moments. Um, I mean, iconic in the sense yeah. of, you know, iconic. Uh, EI iconic. iconic. Um, when all of that culminates, you're just like, this is absolutely fucking spectacular. And it feels amazing. Um, it does have its downsides. There are a few negatives. Um, for me, the biggest ones are, um, yeah, some of the side quests are a bit tedious in terms of, the gameplay elements of them mm. it's kind of just go here talk to this person go here fight this like there's a lot of that yeah um and i do i do admit that the world sometimes feels a little bit empty in that it looks beautiful but you're not exploring it maybe as much as you'd like mm. um but the more side quests you do the more it does fill out i will it say does, yeah like every area i've been to like i've been to every area and like there are side quests that open up certain like towns that you're not able to even access in yeah. the main game so it feels quite linear the first route through yeah. an area through the main story and then you go back to do side quests and then it opens up mm. um i feel like some of those negatives sort of stem from the fact this is the 14 team like mm. for me 14 being an mmo doesn't always have the best 
quest design. Not There's done. a lot of go here, collect this, fetch quests, boom, 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 which is boring. And I think that as much as the first half of 16 is a bit linear and story driven, it's exciting. I think the second half falls back on a crutch for them of let's just do some fetchy side quests, which is a bit less interesting. Um, and 14, I feel like there's a lot of running around, um, but I often just run past battles. I don't bother mm. with them. And I sort of, I'm just doing the quest. I'm not enjoying the world. And I've done a bit of that in 16, which is, you know, not as good. Is it the first Final Fantasy with no snowy area? Spoiler. Well. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I don't know, if, I, I don't know them all intimately enough. Because, yeah. I don't it, think 13 has a snowy area. No. Because I was like, well, there's obviously, you know, it's just the very typical, the, the rolling, 12, actually. rolling meadow. Okay, I'm definitely wrong. Then. Rolling meadows, you've got like the beach, you've got the desert, you've got kind of the gritty forests. And I was like, I wonder if we'll ever get to a snowy area. Um, does, does, oh no, 10 does have a snowy area. It's got the mountains. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bit where, um, um, what's his name, lives. The bear 15 thing. doesn't. Okay, maybe I'm... Compl- okay, yeah. fine, right, ignore <laughs> me. They don't like snow in Final Fantasy. Sure. Um, but I'm... Yeah, that's... Yeah, I I love I love it. Like, I really like a Final Fantasy, though, or I like a story that you can't kind of go back to, the, to certain areas. I like to feel like a progressive journey, like a journey that's progressing and you go from one place to another, one place to another, and, like, that's part of it. Like, for example, Lord of the Rings, he goes on his little walk over to Mordor. He doesn't kind of teleport back to the Shire every now and again just to see how everyone is because it just doesn't It doesn't feel like as an epic story in that way. Um, which there, those are, That's my favourite. That's one of the reasons why Final Fantasy X is my, my favourite Final Fantasy. Especially, the one without a world map. Yes, and it goes... And you, eventually you do kind of come back round to Zanakand. And that to me was just like, oh my god! I, my mind blew the fact that it blew my mind. My mind didn't blow. <laughs> I it, it, my mind was blown by going back to Zanakand and being like, wow, look, this is different now because it's you know it's been time and things have happened and things have changed and it just felt like a real sense of scale and a sense of time. Whereas this, because you can kind of whiz around wherever fast traveling, it that it kind of stops the story from being a complete like epic tale of adventure, which I don't think it is because it's not really about adventure. This is it. It is. And it isn't like, I definitely get a sense of adventure and I, I love when you get to that point in a final fantasy game, which is usually when you get the airship and suddenly the world opens up and it sort of feels small because you realize you've gone on this little linear journey. That's like step by step. Mm. And then suddenly it opens out and you're like, Oh, I can go anywhere. Um, And this, I think, still has that sense, um, which I really like. But it is ultimately a more character-driven Final Fantasy game, I would say. The second half definitely goes a bit off the rails, but then every Final Fantasy game does. So that is literally no surprise whatsoever. I hear 7... I I wonder if 7 Remake, like part 2, whether that's going to be kind of open or if it's going to be kind of going from one place to another. Well, this is the thing, I mean... You haven't played Please it get all. that early. Please get seven no, remake two. Um, whatever it's called, rebirth. You need to play the original first. I should do. Yeah. Um, my suspicion is that actually, I think that might work similarly to sixteen. So sixteen is not open world, but there are a series of very large areas mm. um, that are kind of open 
in themselves and you go in and out of towns as a big open area yeah so it's for, continuous I think it's for open worlds, isn't it? but yeah it's kind of big areas um seven the original has a big world map with then towns in it mm. um I suspect that what they might do is break up that world map into a series of areas similar to 16 yeah. that are maybe open individually, but collectively, you know, there are, I guess. I'm looking forward to going to the Golden Saucer. Oh, yes. Gold uh, Saucer. Gold Saucer, yeah. yeah. Um, I think as well... Oh, another... We're going to go stick to another negative, 16. Yeah. Uh, the performance. Oh, okay. Like, you know me... I love my frame rates. And you love your flaps. I was playing this on uh, performance mode. Quality mode is 30 FPS, pretty much locked, I think. Um, whereas uh, performance mode, um, they try and get to 60 FPS. And I don't mind if it isn't, but it, I like it when it's stable. Um, and there are certain areas where it's really, where it's 60 and there's somewhere it dips below 30. And it's like the difference in that, it just, it, it feels hugely different. Um, but one thing they do, apparently they scale it. So when you're in battle, it'll always be 60 because they scale it to like 720p. And if you've anybody's ever taken a screenshot, try to, because I mean, I'd take about 700, but go and take a screenshot. And you're not even joking. No, no. <laughs> take a screenshot in a bat in battle. And if you look at it, you go, oh, actually it is 720. But because so many things are going off, you don't really notice it. You're just like, wow, this is smooth, um, which is exactly what I'm happy. You know, I'm very, very happy that they do that. But there are some areas um, and if it's new and if there are a bunch of people there, it can really kind of, uh yeah chug a fair bit that's the thing it's it's noticeable because mm. it because it's not um constant yeah it's not consistent frame rate it yeah. does it does alter you know alter a bit yeah so it's noticeable but for me it hasn't it doesn't deter in any way and no. i think like you say because they lock it to 60 in combat combat is incredibly smooth yes and that ultimately is the most important thing yeah if you're just running around exploring it mm. doesn't really matter if there's a bit of a frame rate drop no and maybe like if they had for example 30 fps out in the open and then the second you're in battle it switches to 60 that would be be i don't know how, how that would be but like the fact that it would be consistent outside I don't know. I, I don't know if this game is kind of screaming for a PS6, a PS5 Pro. Not yet. I, I, I reckon they can optimize it a little bit better. Mm, you'd hope so. Or I wonder what it's going to be like on PC because I'm sure it'll come. Because I think, um, not to get too techy, but I think they have made this on. This isn't made in like Unreal or something. This is their own engine, which mm. I think is based on the 14 engine and tinkered with. So I okay. think they just need to tinker with their engine a bit more to make it suitable for always the tinker with their engine but and that will make it interesting mm. to see how that translates to to pc yeah i'll be interested to see with uh when it comes to pc whether um yeah whether it is a decent port or not because you know square is. yeah but i another thing as well like you if you see a character in the far distance they are kind of fully rendered they're walking around whereas the if frame you frame rate isn't always they sometimes drop the frame rate in, in, in like creatures in the distance. I've noticed. Oh, I've, I was looking at that and I I couldn't see it. I don't know how. Maybe they just need to. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to even suggest things because I'm not a game designer. But I'm sure they're all working. Uh, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're all working on it right now, and there'll be a bunch of patches. But it is 100% playable. If I can get nearly the platinum, I've currently have unlocked like 45 out of the 50 trophies, um, and I've put in like about as much time. Well, I put in about. 30 or 20 hours post game i'm so, and you know i'm like with frame rate i think it's it's fine yeah 
It's absolutely fine. It's worth it, to be honest, because the game is just phenomenal. There is one more negative to briefly discuss, and we'll, we'll dis- we will discuss it more in the spoiler cast, because I don't want to spoil things now. Um, and that is diversity, which mm-hmm. is a big topic with this game. Um, leading up to it, um, it was very obvious that there were no people of colour um, in the... Or at least very few. Yeah, there are some non-white characters um, in a certain area later. Uh, not too much later on, but well, trail- there are no black characters. Trailers no didn't, black characters. Really, didn't really show that off. No. Um, so there's been a lot of criticism. Yoshi P's comments were not ideal. Um, Just a bit. And I think it's interesting having that in the back of your mind then playing this game. Because, like I say, I'm not going to spoil any any specifics, but there is a general theme in the game about slavery. Yes. And it is quite uncomfortable to play through those bits thinking, well, hang on, there aren't any black characters in this. And that makes it a little bit uncomfortable to play. At the same time, some of those slavery bits themselves are pretty uncomfortable and a bit very on the, nose on the nose and not exactly subtle and i think had they included mm. black people in that it could have been even worse I would so it, it just wasn't to, handled yeah. very well i think no I, I spoke to two friends who are black and they and this this was this came up and they were like oh no i'm glad that there were not black people in it with this with this kind of storyline i mean a very much glad it wasn't kind of you know them being victimized for that but also they are fine with it not being because of that storyline. They particularly things could be getting could be yeah. kind of misconstrued, and I don't know. I it's not for me. It absolutely isn't for me whether to say it's right or wrong. Um, but it there are people who've written articles. Uh, people of color have written articles and said, yeah, the diversity is crap, yeah. and they they're not happy with it. But whereas some have said that the story because it is about slavery, they don't want to be part of it. Yeah, exactly. I think there are, in certain areas, there are, I'd say, darker-skinned characters. Yeah. Um, in in certain areas, I'd say they're also a little bit stereotyped. Oh, just a little bit. There's like a bazaar. <laughs> There's a bazaar uh, so with like, a load of people with turbans on. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> they're... Yeah, they're, it's kind of, I think it's kind of modelled on, like, Morocco. Um, yes, exactly. And they're... Yeah, it's modeled on like very northern Africa. So it's kind of pale skin. Well, not not pale, but not pale, but yeah. But like lighter skinned people of color. Exactly. There you go. And though and so they're like there, but they're all, you yeah, know, they're selling the carpets. They're they're like in the desert and they're just kind of like all it is is like a bazaar and yeah, it does feel very but then stereotypical. They've also got really British accents, like mm. like the rest of the world. Like the whole world is very consistent in their like British accents. Yeah, the Northern accent is there anybody? Well, there's, there's a lot of Northern accents. I know. Are there any Southern? I don't know anybody yeah. who's, like talks like that. Well, I don't know if there's Cockney or what, yeah. but there are definitely there's definitely like posh British. Oh yeah, um, that's true. I mean, Clive, Clive, yeah, is definitely Southern. Mm. Um, there's a Geordie character who I do love. Oh, there's also a Manch Gav. character who I hate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's quite a few Manchester accents. There, there are a few that you're like, oh, you sound like you're from Coronation Street. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and I do. On, I speaking of voice acting, I didn't like. I don't like Sid's voice. See, I love Sid's voice. No, I hate Sid's voice. But that's because you you know who Sid's voice actor is. Yeah, and he looks nothing. Like, and 
it's, I just find it really. He's got a really deep voice and he talks like that. that. Yeah, but it's Finchy. He, like I've said this before, he is Finchy. He's the pervert sex pest from The Office. See, I didn't watch that, so I don't have that reference. I'm going to make you watch it or, and ruin it. No, because Clyde, uh, Clyde, Sid is hot. And um, mm. I like to look at him and I appreciate the deep voice. So I would just like to keep that. Who is the hottest character for you? Clive. I mean, out of my 700-odd screenshots, I'm pretty sure most of them are of Clive. Yeah. Well, whether you want to keep in your wank bank. I, <laughs> That's not what it's for. I think the hottest one for me is the one in the bazaar. Oh, there's a lot of topless men in the bazaar. Oh, yeah, no, but not, not that one. The one who has the turban. The oh, one that you that you talked to a few times. Oh, yeah. I like He's quite cheeky. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit flirty. Oh, very. So I'm like, mm, but no. Uh, but yeah. Interesting. I, yeah, speaking of representation. Well, yeah, I was just going to say the flip side of that diversity thing in terms of, in terms of um, I guess, ethnicity um, is that there is actually some really good representation of other things. And that's all I'm going to say because mm-hmm. it would be a spoiler to say anymore. Um, but there's actually some really good representations and some firsts for the series, which is great. Yes. And I'm very happy with that. Which we will talk about in the spoiler cast, but I mean, we we can say because there are articles out there. I mean, we're not going to say what it is, but there are there is LGBT representation, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Um. But by the way, speaking of amazing people, Karen. <laughs> Karen. I wasn't sure about Karen. Now the thing is, when they, um, I think it was the um the PlayStation showcase on it, and they were like, oh, they introduced her as Karen, and I was like, I can't believe they put a Karen in the name. Jill but it's spelled, Karen. It's Clive. C H A R O N. Yeah, Charon. As Charon. in, as in the, um, isn't it the Greek uh, underworld boat? I don't know. She's a proper. I, I her accent, like, I can't rec- I can't always recognize a Yorkshire accent. She's I, very Yorkshire. Yeah, okay, it is. Because I'm like, sometimes I go. How oh, it's can Northern. you not recognize a Yorkshire accent? <sighs> sometimes you talk like that. Yeah, but sometimes they put it on so much, and it's like just generic Northern, and it could be like Manchester, it could be Leeds, but no, I think. Because there's also so many different types of accents in Yorkshire. She is very Yorkshire. But she's, she's great. She's like, what do you want? Are you not dead then? <laughs> like she comes up with some, she's like, she's the person that you go to to get your uh, potions and stuff. And the amount of times, and there is a really, I went up to her at the end. I don't know if you've spoken to her and she does a really sweet thing. Um, but she is, she has got like a heart of gold. And she says like how it's, she's the happiest she's ever been. But when she, when you talk to her and she's just like, yeah. Oh, so you haven't died then yet? All right. She's just really... It's like, come on then, get choose what you want. Have you fed your dog yet? Yeah. And like, if you try and buy... Have you ever tried Speaking to buy... Speaking of, Torgal wait, is best boy. Have you tried to buy something from her when you've already... When it's full? Yeah, yeah. And she goes, don't, now, don't be greedy. <laughs> she is great. <laughs> and oh. also, yeah, Torgal is just incredible. I love him. Yeah, Torgal is so sweet. So... I think we should leave it there because we are going to talk more in the spoiler cast yeah. and we're going to have a definitive opinion and we're not uh, only in just, a review. So yes, um, speaking of reviews, go to youtube.com slash biggestbenners. That is where we're going to be posting the review. Yes. Once we've done it, uh, it's in note form, but, um, but yeah, so my, my general feeling to wrap this up is that I really, really like it. It is, I think, okay. To, to finalize it, where would you put it in your Final Fantasy series ranking? So, number one, Final Fantasy X. Um, number two... I mean, I need to 
finish so many games. You do. Uh, I would put it at number three. Interesting. Just behind... Yeah, just below seven remake. So 10, seven remake, 16. Yeah. That's your top three. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I think so. I loved... I think seven just was magical. Wow. And it's because I'd played that bit. Because I'd played that part of seven already. So it was like I'd, I'd played it a bunch of times because you know me, I keep restarting games. Um, but I'd always get out of Midgar. So like going in there, it was like, oh my God, I recognize this music. I know this. I don't know how it ends. So I'm still got this kind of excitement. But also, yeah, that was very special. But I just, I think with seven remake, the battle system I preferred. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I preferred the music. I also prefer Seven Remake, to be honest. Yeah. 16's music is phenomenal, but it's not memorable. There are not memorable songs that I... Yeah, I, I would think the songs are more memorable in Seven. Interesting. Except the one... It's, it's weird, because there's this, like, kind of relaxing, kind of the hobbits come back after their journey, kind of prancy, dancey song. And they play that during like the middle of a big boss battle, and it just feels it's a bit because of the emotion. Of I don't the know. Boss I don't have emotion in boss battles. My emotion is kill the fucker. Well, maybe you should have some emotion. That maybe that's what the music is telling you. No, that you should have some feeling. It's just weird. Sometimes this, yeah, this nice kind of orchestral happy violin music being played, kind of in the middle of a battle. Yeah, that while you're killing a boss. Um, I don't know. Just. It doesn't, it's a brilliant song, but it just doesn't fit. Something like that. Oh, I'm trying to remember it. Wow. Um, I'm going to do it as tiers. So for me, S tier mm. is like seven, eight, nine. Like that is the Trinity. You're just never going to beat that. You haven't finished six, have you? No, I have finished six. Is that not in there? Well, I'm a bit torn with six because I think six is a brilliant, brilliant game, but I played it two years ago. So I came to it very late and I think had I played it years ago when it first came out or at least around the time of 79, I mm. might have enjoyed it a bit more. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate for a lot of people, six is like the best ever. It's not quite there for me. Um, so I think six is somewhere between S tier and A tier. Um, a tier is like 10, 12 and 16. Okay. You know, that's good. I haven't played 12, even though I bought it. So I should play it. You should. Um, the only, the reason why I postponed myself playing 12 was that the Xbox version is um, 60 FPS. And that's apparently the only version that is. The PS5 or the PlayStation version well, and the Switch version. You shove your faps. On my ass. There you go. Please. Let's see what other people have been playing. I wonder if on the Steam Deck it's 60 FPS. Is it on PC? It's on Steam, right? Yeah. Mm. I think. I'll have a look. At some point. Do you know, you can play now on PlayStation every single Final Fantasy game apart from 13. You can't play 13 on PlayStation? 5. Just 13. Is that what I mean? I PS5. I mean on PS5. Because, yeah, because yeah, you can't the Pixel remasters are released. And you, they haven't re-released it. It's not on PS Plus. Hmm. Um, but they've got Pixel remasters. You've got 789 remasters are on PS Plus. The 10, 10, is 10 and 10 2. Okay, you can't play 11, but that's offline anyway. Or not offline, but whatever. Uh, 12 remasters on there. 
you can play 14, you can play 15, and now 16. Mm. But 13 is not. Stranger of Paradise. Can't play... Oh, Crystal Chronicles as well. Mm. Well, yeah. we're not including spin-offs in that. But, but I think that you can, though, can you? Most of them. Yeah. There you go. Well, let's see what people have been playing. Um, I'm sure next week everyone else will be playing Final Fantasy, so we look forward to hearing your thoughts. Do but we? until then, yeah. yes, we do. <laughs> Don't be mean to the listeners. Uh, Madam Knees, this week I play the demo for Sea of Stars, which is a fucking brilliant yeah, game. Yeah, very excited Speaking about that. Speaking of RPGs this year, I am so looking forward to this. Yeah. Um, the demo was put on Steam this week, but I'm pretty sure it's the same demo that was already on Switch. Okay. So I played it on Switch like a month ago, two months ago, um, but it's now out on, on Steam. So if you're interested, you go play it on Steam as well. Um so, uh, Sea of Stars, a game that is heavily inspired by classic turn-based RPGs. Really good graphics and interesting combat. Definitely worth seeing if the story will hold up on full release. I also went back to uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake after a long break. Still looks incredible getting back into combat again. Very nice. How can you take a break from Seven Remake? Yeah, I know. I just, I'd start it and then I'm like, I have to do nothing else but play this game. Yeah. Because it's just incredible. I think I did. Yes, I played the whole thing on stream because you were in there being annoying. I remember it quite clearly because you got upset no, I didn't because you did not understand the materia system. And so I very kindly gave you some pointers and then it improved your game. Well, yeah, I was trying to, I think this was before we got together. So I was being, I was, you know. You were flirting. I was being nice. You're no, welcome. I didn't think it would kind of do much good to our relationship if I was like, can you shut the fuck up, please? And let me play. Right. Well, I won't help you ever again. Thank you. Oh, Pancake. God. This Amazing. week I played. Promise. No, I don't promise. Okay. This week, uh, Pancake played Later Alligator. It's a really cute, silly mystery game with a combination of point-and-click narrative and minigame elements. The story is about an alligator named Pat that hires you to help find out what the event his family is planning. Sounds like Frog Detective. Are they all going to murder him? Question mark. The more you find when playing before time is up, the more the ending develops. And also there are several queer and queer-coded characters. Is nice. this an alligator version of Frog Detective? Maybe. Okay, strap in. Oh. We've got Debs. Oh, how many games? There are three very long paragraphs. Seeing as it's the Steam Next Fest, I dove into some demos of some games and started with Noir? Nour? Noir is French. No, it's spelled N-O-U-R. <laughs> I know what Noir is. Thank you very much. <laughs> N-O-U-R, Noir, Nour, uh, which is described as a play with your food game. You start at a table with plates, which is your level select. The first level was popcorn kernels, which you had to pop. You can pop them to the rhythm of the music plate. or just button mash. It's not a meal. Wow. You can get certain bonuses like fire or freeze just to add more chaos to the level. One level I kind of had fun with was the ramen level, where you could add different ingredients to your bowl of soup, like noodles, dumplings and meat. I don't think this would be a game I would purchase since it just seemed to be a button mashing game and you could just mess up, uh, make a mess of your food choices. Literally playing with your food. Well, button mashing. If you are like button mashing, go and play Diablo. Yeah, yo, yeah, that's for sure. Second one. I then downloaded the demo for Sticky Business. Mm. That's that's me this weekend. That's me right now mm. in this heat. I can see. Uh, this is a game where you are a sticker creator on oh, that kind of ah. sticker, uh, and you own your little shop. You create stickers. They, uh, there are already some set examples you can use. You create a set of stickers or just one, and you print the stickers and add it to your stock. You get emails from various customers who order stickers from you. Some even make requests saying they would like to, uh, to see a certain sticker in your shop. You then have to mail out your packages as well. There is a set time limit to each day. If you work too late, you can't print any stickers or mail out packages. The shop did have an upgrades feature, but that was locked in the demo. 
Did you ever get a like a label maker as a kid? No. The, the, with like the black strips that used to I know punch you mean, in. But I didn't do that. Uh, no, I think. I think I did. But I think my friend did, and I used to steal it all the time. Hmm. This game was graphically very cute, and it made me feel like I owned my own little Etsy shop. I do feel like the repetitiveness of this game might be something that not everyone will like. Oh. And then the last one, uh, Deb's tried Galacticare. Now, mm. I have also played Galacticare. I know, because I read your preview. Thank you. I didn't. Uh, you, you, say, you did a preview, You right? say preview. Um, yes. What have you been playing? No. So um, I wrote a news piece to say that the demo was coming, but I got to play the demo earlier, so I included my impressions of it. And what were your um, impressions? My impressions were pretty positive. But? No buts, I liked it. It's a two-point um, campus, pretty well, much, isn't it? Well, let's see what Deb says about it, Okay, because Deb's brought it up. This is just basically a dupe of two-point hospital, just that the setting is in space and you have human and alien patients and doctors. One difference, I guess, is that sometimes a huge monster drops by and then you have to diagnose what the issue is with said monster. The monster waits outside in a docking bay, a station area, and you have to send docking. out... Yes, docking. And you have to send out your ambulance with a robot to get samples of the ailing monster. You then have to perform research and find a cure. You might also have to build some extra exam rooms, etc. as well. In a lot of ways, this felt like an expansion of Two Point Hospital. I'm hoping to spend a little more time in the demo to see if there is anything that makes it different from Two Point. So, that is the first level of the demo. The demo mm. has two levels. So, um, what Debs is describing, basically there are events outside of your hospital that can impact what's going on. So in the first level, it's there's this massive, huge, colossal alien that obviously doesn't fit inside your building. So you have to treat it from inside and outside, oh. uh, which is quite cool. The second level, um, there's a music festival. Spoiler for Debs, if you haven't played it already. There's a music festival. And so stuff happens in the festival that then impacts who comes to your hospital. Metalhead. So you get metalheads, oh, for wrong. instance. Yeah. Um, and one of them is a VIP. And VIPs then stay with you throughout the campaign. So you have them in every hospital to help you. So mm. you collect VIPs through each level. So that's another thing that's different. But it is very two-point. But mm. it's two-point in space with a spacey theme. And it's very funny. So if you like that kind of game, Galacticare is one to watch out for. Nice. Chaddy is still playing Diablo 4. I played in a party of four this week and have to say the multiplayer element is really fun. We did a dungeon together and stumbled upon the infamous Butcher. Oh. I have not met the Butcher yet. Me neither. It was a wild ride of dealing damage, running away, and um, and rezzing each other. Mm. We all had a lot of fun. I think this is where Diablo really shines and does well, as despite the party being a range of levels from 10 to 40, we all had fun and felt the enemies matched our level, even when we were all attacking at the same time. Mm. Um, cool. Um, Helios. Echoing Steam Next Fest, I tried Little Kitty Big City Demo, and it's shaping up to be a great game. Stray comparisons can't be avoided, but besides playing a cat, trying to get home, the similarities end there. It's cute and colourful adventure platformer filled with adorable cat antics. We'll definitely check it out when, if, they finally release it. Hmm. There we go. Nice. That's well, what people have been playing. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for sharing what you've been playing. We will be popping that question up in, uh, in the chat. Is it every Friday that goes? Thursday. Goes Thursday, okay. Right. Oh, I got a case of the yard now. Wow. Uh, Are we boring? No, it's not you. I'm. Uh, it's the fact that it's 11 p.m. and uh, on a Sunday night. I mean, a Monday mean? morning. It's a Monday I mean, morning. a Monday morning. Yes. Okay. Shall we talk about the news? What's in the news? News. 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 Thanks for that. Um. Yeah. So I'm cutting these back 
So it's just going to be here are the like the absolute top headlines that you need to know about. Mm. So we're going to start with two Twitch ones because there's been a couple of Twitch things this week. Um, so the first one is actually the second one happened, which is that there is now a hype chat feature. Oh yeah, I read now that. this is for partners only at the moment. Um, but essentially, in a partner stream, the chat can pay um, from $1 to $500, I believe, mm. um, to have a message pinned to the top of chat. And the more you pay, the longer it's there for. Um, now, my first thought was, this is ripe for abuse. But there are restrictions on it. Um, it does have uh, things like certain keywords that are banned. Obviously, you can't mm. use things like that. Um, moderators have access to, you know, unpin them and delete them as well. So they are mostly controlled by the by the it's streamer weird, like, and the mod team. If you did that and then the person quickly unpinned it and removed it, would you be like, well, I want my money back? Well, I don't know. It's too late then. Do they? Yeah. Speaking of money as well, there is a 70-30 split on revenue with 70% going to the streamer. So mm. also you can't opt out of this. So this is alongside bits and subscriptions and gift subscriptions. It's just another way for streamers mm. slash Twitch to make money from streams. What you can do is you can choose like the minimum hype level. Because for example, uh, people can donate, I think it's like $1 to have it up there for, to have the message up there for 20 seconds, or they can donate $5 to get it there for like two minutes. Or, and then it kind of builds up, but it's the same for everybody. So for like, Dr. Lupo, or whatever his name is, he for he for him it's also one dollar and it'll be up there for twenty seconds. But um you can set the minimum one. Like I set the minimum one as tier two. So the one dollar one's not on there just because it seems a bit pointless. Um so I've made it that yeah, people have to the only the only tiers that are available are tier two and up. So the the one that's like five dollars for two minutes or whatever. That's the only one that's um that's available just because you couldn't even see it and it just looked a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, I mean, if people want it, I could enable it, but I don't think anybody does. And I think it just kind of... I don't think many people really want this. No, the people idea say that... it's, to, it's to get rid of donations, isn't it? It's to get rid of third-party donations. Instead of donating £10 to them, you can actually now donate £10 in the chat where the streamer doesn't get as much because they get the 70% of that, mm. so they get £7. Um, but you also get your message up there for a little bit. So that's what they're thinking. But they're also spinning it that this is mainly for top streamers where the chat is very, very, is moving very, very quickly. Um, it's a YouTube thing as well, isn't it? Usually because it's full of that bloody frog emote. Um, so it's all that crap. Um, so the idea is you can pay to have your message pinned if you really want to, but it just seems like a money-making thing to me. Yeah, and, and it's also copying YouTube. Yeah, they have that. They have super chat. They do. All right. The other Twitch thing. Is it on here as well? It's on the other tab. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the other Twitch thing is that they now have some new labels to classify mature content. Mm. So if there's a stream with gambling, for instance, which is a major one, uh, then you now have to have the um, gambling uh, tag. Which people, some people are like, oh, what about, what do you mean gambling? But yeah, they are, they do allow gambling, but it has to be something like licensed from certain websites and yeah. Um, also, if there is profanity or drugs or sexual things. Not just profanity, like extreme profanity. Like if you're swearing like a, a sailor, if you use the word fuck a few times, you're okay. You don't need it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they have said that streamers aren't going to receive a suspension if they don't accurately label their stream. So it's not like they're going to come and find you if you haven't done it. Mm. But 
in but really you should be using these themes uh these these labels um if these themes as part of your stream um a big part of this is just a security thing um obviously there are controversies around um child abuse and grooming that happened like last year um so that and and gambling as well as obviously a very controversial topic so they are trying to put tags on this to keep people safe but i think it's also for um advertising so that advertisers yeah. can see okay is this stream suitable for my adverts hmm. um so yeah so a couple of changes in twitch this week be interesting to see because if you're on the front page or i don't know if it's if you're on the carousel as well but like if you're on the front page you can't you have to uncheck the mature warning because otherwise people then have to kind of click to access your video which if it's on the front page you shouldn't have to do that because you know it's automatically playing and that's why People on the front page get thousands of views. So I wouldn't, it'll be interesting to see if anybody on the front page is told to like turn all the labels off. Mm. I wonder. So if you're on the front page, you can't be mature. Well, I mean, that sounds fitting. I think it? they've told me that you can and you can swear and stuff, but you, you shouldn't market it as a mature stream. Otherwise, you won't see any viewers because people would have to click on it to get yeah, rid of yeah. the acknowledgement thing. Mm. Um, so, um, this whole Microsoft thing of them buying Activision Blizzard. Um, everywhere in the world is happy with it, apart from the UK, who said no, the CMA. And in the US, the FTC is basically taking Microsoft to court. And that happened or is happening over the next few days. Uh, but it started on Thursday. So basically, it's the FTC are trying to make a case that Microsoft shouldn't buy Activision Blizzard because they'll be too big. A big part of their argument is the precedence set uh, by Microsoft buying Bethesda. So Microsoft has said, we're going to buy Activision Blizzard, but don't worry, Call of Duty isn't going to be exclusive and Activision Blizzard games won't be exclusive. We will keep them on every console because that is a good business decision for us to do that. And the FTC are trying to say, well, hang on, you bought Bethesda a couple of years ago and now Redfall and Starfield and all these other games are Microsoft exclusive. So surely that's setting a precedent that you're going to do the same thing. So that's basically most of their argument. Um, one one thing I wanted to bring up is Microsoft basically turned around and said that they have lost the console wars. I mean, yeah. Which, I mean, they have. But it's just them sort of trying to downplay their significance in some way and say that they, you know, they sort of need to buy Activision Blizzard in that sense. But they they have literally openly admitting now that they are way behind both Nintendo and Sony. Um, so, yeah, there is a lot going on basically in this court case. Um, more is going to happen this week. Um, so expect lots of news and lots of bitchy, snarky comments to come out, I'm sure. And lots of people on both sides on Twitter in the For You page saying, why can't Final, Final Fantasy's 25 FPS, therefore Xbox is better? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Pipe down. Oh, it's, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is getting review bombed as well. Of course it is. I mean, it's a PlayStation exclusive, so of course it is. <laughs> um, and then I mean, last, any exclusive is. Yeah. Lastly, on Wednesday last week, we had a Nintendo Direct. Did we? We did have a Nintendo Direct. I was busy. You were. Um, I was working it. Um, working and it. And it was you actually... Were. I was working it. And um, it was actually pretty good. Um, there was... I think until that Nintendo Direct, no one really knew what was happening with Nintendo for the rest of the year. And they announced actually a lot of games. Yeah. And a lot of them are sort of maybe second tier. You know, we're not getting another Tears of the Kingdom. We're not getting another Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, but what we are getting 
is a new Mario game called Super Mario Wonder, um, which is a new Wonder. Two- Wonder. 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 Um, um, it's not. It's not with an A. It's with a. Oh. Wonder. Yes. Wonder. 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 It's not with a U. What's it? With How do you o. pronounce the one with an A? Wonder. And with an O? Wonder. No. They're the same. It's not. <laughs> they are the same. Wonder. Wonderful. It's not a U. It's not wonderful. 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 Anyway, Super Mario Wonder. Do you um, wander over there? I'm going to just wander over to the sofa. See. Later. <laughs> um, which is a new... It's a new 2D Mario game. The The animation of it looks adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks much more modern and up-to-date um, than previous Mario games. And there's Elephant Mario as a new Mario. There is. Um, you also get to play as Daisy for the first time in, mm. a, in, a, in a platformer. Which makes me think, well, how do you get to be Elephant Mario? Do you have to put on the elephant hat? Does that mean that, like, we're going to get Elephant Toad, Elephant Peach, Elephant Daisy, Elephant Amy. Luigi? I'm yeah. excited about it. Good. Um, so that is coming. The other major thing which I'm even more excited about is that we are getting a remake of Super Mario RPG. So Super Mario RPG was one of the last oh, games... another RPG to play. Yeah, another one. It was one of the... However, this is literally like 15 hours. It's really short. Oh, great. Um, Super Mario RPG was one of the last games that came out on the SNES. Um, and it's, funny enough, an RPG set in the Mario world. It was made by Squaresoft, as they were known at the time. So it was Squaresoft's sort of last game for Nintendo before they buggered off and... And, and started making 7 for... Well, they were already making 7 for PlayStation, but um, they made this uh, for the SNES. And anyone who's played Paper Mario or the Mario and Luigi games, um, all those Mario RPGs, it started with this game. This is the one that started that kind of action battle system kind of vibe. Um, and it's just... It's an absolute classic from the SNES era. But it was never released in Europe. So it was only available... Um, in Japan and America um, wasn't available in Europe it has been in Europe but only digitally um, you could buy it on the Wii Virtual Console so they're now doing a remake of it and it looks stunning uh, it's got the original composer um, I've forgotten her name now but she is doing the music still um, and it's finally a chance for some of us Europeans to play this game properly and I am incredibly excited very good good for you that was the direct that was well that's the best of the direct but that's, yeah, that, that is all the news that's been happening. Nothing else? Have we got anything else coming up this next week? Not that I can think of. No, no, no games coming out. Good. Good. What are your plans for this week? Um, well, I'm going to finish Final Fantasy, and then I'm going to try and write about Final Fantasy. Wow. I think. Yeah. We'll see. And then and then I think I want to tick off Diablo next. Uh, I don't, I, I think I've given up on that. <laughs> I can't be bothered. And then apparently like seasons coming out and you have to create a new character each time, which yes, yes, yes. You did that in two. Yes, you did that's that in how three. RPGs work. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Just because, yeah, like this thing is bad, but it was in the last game. It was bad then. And it's bad here. I don't, oh, I don't know. It's, but people will be like, oh, it's, people have said that it's, you get it for as like a new character and it's good because then you can like give yourself a different class to play as. Well, okay, that's the thing with this, is that it's not, it's a choice that isn't there for people that want to roleplay, i.e. this is my one character in the world of Diablo and I want to keep playing as them. It's there as a, 
sort of technical thing to be like, well, actually, we came up with another five classes. So can you go and play one of those, please? Here, have, have a new character. So it's to force you to do that as opposed to dedicate yourself to one character. But that's not necessarily how everyone plays. So it's, you know, whatever people want to do, they, you know, Diablo, Diablo fans are happy. So well done. I'm falling off it. Well, yes. But yeah, um, we're going to be back with Inbox later this week, um, which I'm not sure exactly what day it's going up. We haven't quite worked out our new days yet. Um, we're going to probably, yeah, we're going to record this Sunday nights and they go up Monday mornings. So you can listen to them on your way to work on a Monday uh, for swapping joysticks. And then, yeah, Inbox will be later on in the week, probably recorded on a Wednesday because that's the day that we're both off um, in the evenings. But uh, yeah, other than that, that is coming up. Inbox, Ed, what are your plans? Or what are you... Uh... You've already asked me that. Yeah, I've already said that. I'm, I'm tired. What are your plans this week? It's my birthday on Tuesday. It is. So I'm going to my birthday stream on Tuesday. Um, and then I'm going out drinks on Friday. Thursday, there's a surprise, apparently. There is, yeah. And then Saturday is London Pride. Mm. So yeah, quite a busy week planned. It is. Should be fun. But yeah, where can we find you, Ed? You can find me on Twitch and on Twitter at Ed underscore Knights. Exactly. And you can find me on Twitter at BiggestBennis1 and at Twitch at BiggestBennis. And go to jetstreamers.fm because right now uh, the Ebonics, Ebonics uh, Jetstreamers episode is out. She did tell me that sometimes she says both ways as well. So, yes. so yeah, Ebonics, uh, her Jetstreamers episode. And it was the 13th episode. Uh-oh. And it probably explains the landing. <laughs> so, oh, uh, that really does. Yeah, but uh, go also, and watch it. is lovely. She's just the loveliest. Person. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but you really need to listen slash watch it. Go to jetstreamers.fm uh, to see it, and also follow us on uh, well, follow me on YouTube.com/slash BiggestBenus because that is where the Final Fantasy 16 review, where we will give it a score out of ten, is going to be. Um, so go and uh, check it out there. Nice. Well, thank you all for listening and uh, make sure to keep an eye on the Discord on Thursday so we get your uh, what you've been playing. Um, but until then, we will see you slash hear you. You'll hear what us. Doing now. You'll hear us because we're audio only now. Yeah. You'll hear us next week for more swapping joysticks. Bye. Keep swapping. Oh, no, you brought that back.